back to the Revelation Light podcast. This is a podcast that I am doing as a journey through the scriptures about a transformed life, being transformed by the Holy Spirit uh, with a total reformation of how we think, being renewed in the mind, being able to know God's will and to live a life that's pleasing and beautiful to him. We're unpacking that journeying through scriptures that um, have so many stories that help break open Romans 12:2 for us um, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind scripture that is in the trailer of this podcast. And we've began a journey in John chapter 9, starting at verse 1, about a guy that was born blind. And so we got up to verse 21. Just let me briefly recap. We have a man who is born blind. He cannot see a thing. And he encounters Jesus and his disciples. And it's just that unconventional healing. Uh, It's that kind of awkward, like, what was Jesus thinking? Healing. When he puts his spit, his saliva within the clay and puts it on the guy's eyes and sends him off to a pool to cleanse it off. And then the people around him naturally are blown away because they are so used to seeing him as a blind beggar on the road. Um, And rather than reading that they burst out in celebration with tambourines and glory to God, they swiftly bring him before the religious leaders who then begin arguing between themselves over who Jesus is. Um, So a lot of his story I'm sure many of us can relate to. Um, where something happens that is amazing and all of us and life-changing for us and then the people around us aren't so sure Um, they want to get some clarification on it it causes a bit of a stir uh, and and that just can bring confusion honestly and disappointment it actually erodes the ability to be thankful for this the gift in the moment and it happens to us so often so I'm sure we can identify with this guy Um, But the Pharisees are not only arguing among themselves, they're demanding that he tell them who he thinks Jesus is and he says that he thinks he's a prophet. And so they then begin to even challenge whether he's been healed or not. So to get validity on the fact that he was even blind in the first place, they call in his parents. And so we've gone from the community to his religious leaders. Now we're looking at his parents, the people potentially, you know, closest to him. Um, in relationship, in relatives for sure. And uh, rather than them backing up his character and assuring them that he he wouldn't lie uh, or defending him or standing with him, which is what we love people to do, especially our family, and sometimes they don't, uh, that can be crushing. Have you experienced that? I did some reflective questions on um, some notes that I put up on uh, the website and the Facebook feed and one of them well, they're designed just to really allow us to sit and consider where we identify things in this story because our, our family aren't God and they're humans like you and I and so we let each other down and so rather than standing with him they leave him out on his own and we find that he's left with his sight to um, answer for himself and so he can see the beautiful world around him but all of a sudden he can see the impact of pride and fear and insecurity and religion that is all about rules and right and wrong 
And so that's where we're up to. So after asking his parents and his parents directing the Pharisees back to the blind man, they once again summon him and say, swear to God to tell us the truth, uh, which is pretty intense. Uh, we know the man who healed you is a sinful man. Do you agree? So they're not even asking his opinion. It seems like uh, they, they're wanting to get them to agree with how they see Jesus, which is really interesting. Another deep pausing thought. Have you ever experienced that? I wonder. Uh, someone wanting you to agree with how they view Jesus by demanding that you say the truth. Anyway, he replies saying, I have no idea what kind of a man he is. All I know is that I was blind and now I can see for the first time in my life. But what did he do to you, they asked. How did he heal you? <laughs> Imagine how frustrating this must be. He says, I told you once and you didn't listen to me. Why do you make me repeat it? And then he questions them. Are you wanting to be his followers too? This guy is just so innocent in his experience, so innocent in his blindness, so amazed just at being able to see and, and being honest with where he was at and how he felt about Jesus that uh, he didn't even realise how he was inciting and poking and prodding and exposing the hearts of the Pharisees and the religion within there and the pride and the fear and the insecurities. And so they were angered, it says, this angered the Jewish leaders they heaped insults on him. You know, so often in our own naivety, just living our life, we can actually expose things in other people's hearts. And that's where our free will is. You know, we have a choice when we feel our own fear and pride and insecurities triggered. And, and anyone else who we inadvertently or even deliberately do that to have a choice with what they do with it these guys chose to heap insults onto the blind guy and we find that don't we sometimes people can just instead of acknowledging what's happening within their own internal world within their own heart and bow before christ within there we can sometimes just turn around heap insults on others which is really just covering up where the revelation light is exposing what's happening within us um, so they go on to say they're the true followers of Moses um, that God spoke directly to Moses but as for this one we don't know where he's coming from uh, and the man who's still in complete innocence because he really was born blind and now can see for the very first time says well what a surprise this is you don't even know where he comes from but he healed my eyes we know that God doesn't listen to sinners but only to godly people who do his will Yet, who has ever heard of a man born blind that was healed and given back his eyesight? I tell you, if this man isn't from God, he wouldn't be able to heal me like he has. The Jewish leaders go from being angry. Some of them are now enraged. Who do you think to lecture us? You were born a blind, filthy sinner. Oh! Pause. Oh, man. That just resonates so much with me I don't know but I just have all these times in my life where I've just questioned somebody or inquired or suggested something in my innocence and at other times not in my innocence if I'm honest but to only be pointed back to being born a blind filthy sinner and aren't we all 
Aren't even the Pharisees yet they couldn't see that we're all in the same boat? Isn't that the actual reason Jesus came when he taught that Sermon on the Mount, which was like a teaching on the Ten Commandments to say, God wants perfection and we all fall short of it. Beautiful, beautiful. He is such an incredible saviour. I love following him because he didn't come with any expectations on me. He had them all on himself and he says, now just follow me. Anyway, uh, they threw the man out on the street. What a day. (laughs) What a day. Here we have a guy, a blind beggar on the side of the street gets spat at his face literally but and told to go and wash in a pool and does it and then can see really incredible what i think is interesting and i want to point out is that he couldn't see when the spit was put on the man's eyes he could see once he went to the pool it says once he cleansed in the pool then he could see so jesus was gone by then So he didn't actually see Jesus because he didn't have the sight until he'd been at the pool and Jesus and his disciples had obviously moved on. And so then he's just left with the people in the town and the Jewish leaders and his parents. And all this debacle takes place and he's thrown out on the street. And then it says in verse 35, when Jesus learned that they had thrown him out, he went to find him and said to him, do you believe in the son of God? So now we have this blind man standing there with his physical sight. He can see, right? He can see the person in front of him. And Jesus says to him, do you believe in the Son of God? Scripture says the man whose blind eyes were healed answered, who is he, Master? Tell me so that I can place all my faith in him. So he's seeing with his natural eyes, Jesus. But then Jesus speaks and says, you are looking right at him. It's me. So what we see here is a blind man who has his natural sight restored and then when he sees Jesus something about that encounter allows that vision now allows him to hear the voice of Jesus to know that it's him because it says the man threw himself at his feet and worshiped Jesus and said Lord I believe you something about healed sight gave him the ears to hear the voice of Jesus. Now, I've just decided because I'm up to 11 minutes that I'm going to do a third part on John 9 because I really want to go on to how Jesus responds to the Pharisees, but I don't want to do that now because there's too much in this episode, way too much. Let's think about it. Let's think about how anger and insults and blaming and pointing the finger is a result of something exposed in our own hearts. That is a mic drop. So whenever we feel angry towards someone else, whenever we're blaming other people for the way they've made us feel, what they've done to us, it's actually probably a good opportunity to stop, create some space, take some really deep breaths, acknowledge the life of Christ within and find out what's really going on within us. Good opportunity to surrender there and not cover up what he's trying to show us. Because often when that happens, it is the light within us, the light, the person Jesus, dividing between our soul and spirit. Because scripture says in Hebrews that the word of God, Jesus, is alive and active, 
sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing between soul and spirit, exposing our innermost thoughts. So often that disturbance within us can be the can be I believe anyway and these are just my thoughts like I said oh I forgot to say at the start I don't always think I'm right these are just my insights and I could be wrong but I invite you to ponder them and maybe see what the Holy Spirit's saying to you but I feel like when we're angry and we're blaming others it's an opportunity to see where that division between what I think feel and want to do and the truth is happening, exposing my innermost thoughts, which is exposing my spiritual poverty, exposing my flesh, exposing my need to depend on the life of Christ within me because he is the only good thing within me. He, that is the only fruit that will come from him, not from me. And so, uh, so that's something to consider. And then as that happens, there's this cleansing that takes place because 1 John 1, 9 says... If we are quick to confess when he shines his light, uh, then he one forgives and two cleanses, this continual cleansing. And it seems that something in the healing of this sight brought about an opportunity for our blind guy to see in the natural, but then to see spiritually and to hear the voice of Jesus. And then from there, he followed him. And isn't it interesting that a lot of the healings are sight, um, hearing and feet walking you know to be able to see then to hear the voice of god then to follow him oh this is really exciting um now back in the notes in the passion translation it talks about the, the whole spit situation there that the spit is a metaphor for you know the word of god going into the clay the earth which is a metaphor for man so when when um jesus the word of god goes into man then he goes to the pool and cleanses and he can see which it ties in with the whole idea of the word of God dividing between soul and spirit, exposing our innermost thoughts so they can be cleansed as we acknowledge them. If we are quick to confess, which is repentance, it's a turning back to God. It's not any action that we have to take. We don't have to clean up our thoughts. We don't have to do the work here because it's by faith we're entering into the trust that Jesus can do in and through us what we can't do. So as we acknowledge what the light exposes, as we acknowledge um, what is coming out from within us, we acknowledge our need for him and we receive his forgiveness. And there's this cleansing that takes place, allowing the blind spots of fear and insecurities and pride to which are darkness ultimately to be replaced with light so we can see not just the beautiful world around us not just with our natural sight but to see in a spiritual dimension and then have ears to hear and Jesus talks so much about having eyes to see and ears to hear and we're moving into that after we've done well this is where we're going to go into the parables where um, the disciples are asking Jesus why do you talk in parables and he says you've been given um, ears to hear or a heart to uh, uh, eyes to see uh, a heart that understands the mysteries and so that's kind of the journey we're about to head on and in time we're tying it into being transformed um, by a total reformation of the way we think by the holy spirit and what does that mean and we're unpacking it together and there is a lot in that 16 minutes i'm nearly at 16 minutes again um, and so I will leave all of that with you to consider. I will do up some notes, so hopefully they'll be available. And I will look forward to wrapping this up.
part three very soon.